Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you really want to live in the body and mind you really want to be living in. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of food and body freedom, as well as find more meaning and more moments of joy in life, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Today we are going to talk all about processing feelings, why it's so important to process our feelings and how to actually process our feelings. Most of you have probably heard you need to process your feelings, uh, but most of us are never ever taught how to actually do it. So we're going to kind of dive into the depths of this and figure it out. Uh, There's so much benefit to our lives, our relationships, and our bodies if we learn a really good protocol for us individually in order to process our feelings through our body. So I want you to think about the word emotion, emotion. E stands for energy, if you've ever took physics physics at all. So we've got energy in motion. Emotion literally means energy in motion. And our feelings do really produce energy within our bodies. Every feeling or emotion we experience comes along with that little signature chemical cocktail that moves through our body, creating sensations in our bodies. And so we really need to understand, first off, why it's so important to learn the skill of processing your feelings in order to be willing to engage in the practice of processing your feelings. So I want you to think of the word processing. It means to change raw materials or use a set of instructions to organize something and to produce a particular result. So when we use the word process, we mean to shift or change the state of an emotion that we're experiencing to produce a particular result. And in this case, we can think of processing our emotions as a way to move that energy of our emotions through our body instead of repressing or stuffing them where they're going to get stored within the body. And we do know that our emotions will get stuck and stored within the body. This maybe sounds kind of crazy, but this is all research-based, scientifically proven. Um, If you ever want to get into this stuff, one of the greatest books to get started to really understand how this works in the body is uh, The Body Keeps the Score. So that's one of my favorite books. When, When we learn to process our feelings, we find ourselves in a state of peace more often. When our brains and bodies are in peace more often. That means we have less tension in our body more often. We are much more likely to stay balanced emotionally as well as physically and live our best lives, even when pain in life is present. Emotions, they're they're like signals to us. They're indicators of how safe, secure, and stable we feel, and they're meant to share their message and then leave the body. And this should happen in about 90 seconds. If they stay beyond that, that typically indicates we may be reactivating the emotion within us due to our thoughts. And this is a really, really big problem for overthinkers. (laughs) So just something to consider that if you're an overthinker, often we have a really difficult time processing our emotions through our body. So it's also important to realize that although our emotions are signals, our feelings are signals, they can often be off. Our feelings are often just feelings, right? They're just sensations in the body. We have this common belief 
deep in our brain, um, and this is probably from the lower brain, the reactive brain, that our feelings, especially negative, painful feelings, are going to kill us. And this is why we have such a hard time feeling feelings. We, we have this thought that they're going to literally kill us on an evolutionary level, right? So the, the brain and the body is reacting to this, thinking, oh man, that pain and that emotion, we're going to die. But remember the truth. Feelings are just signals. They are just chemical cocktails that are meant to move through the body and then uh, be done. So they do not kill us as long as we don't resist them. The irony here is that when we do resist, suppress, or deny our feelings, they can actually kill us in some way because they do physically then start to react with our bodies. So we don't know how to process emotions. Um, they really can get stuck. They can cause disease. They can cause, um, you know, things to do with our heart. You just, you really want to learn how to do this. Uh, we, we don't always need to believe our feelings because often feelings and emotions are not accurate, right? So, um, you know, I may uh, see an email from a particular person and I immediately have an anxiety attack, right? I, my, my brain and body thinks, ah, you know, crazy. And, and literally my heart is moving. I'm getting all these physical sensations. Um, that, that's not accurate, right? Like receiving an email should not have my brain and body respond in that way. But what happens is because we're designed that way for actual danger, like if the saber-toothed tiger was chasing me, then I want those things to happen. I want the adrenaline to kick in. I need that extra power to run away or to fight. But when I just receive an email in this day and age, that feeling is not accurate. Okay, so we don't need to hook or identify with our feelings. We can simply just experience them and allow them and then let them process and pass. So when we attend to them and, and we use our emotions wisely, we're able to really get an idea of how a situation is affecting us and then make necessary shifts or changes to ensure our needs are met. And with that said, again, those emotions, those signals are often off for many of us. And that may indicate like I was saying that we're in danger, like with an email, when really we are not in any physical danger at all. And this is really wrong sign signaling. And this typically happens due to trauma. And this can be big T trauma, little T trauma, complex trauma. This can also simply happen due to programming early on in life. If you watched a parent experience anxiety, and so you're hypervigilant, um, your emotions reflect the modeling that you received. It's, it's important to understand that our emotions, although they are very important, they're useful, they, they're human, um, they also can be not telling us the truth in regards to their signaling. And this is one reason we want to learn the skill to process our feelings, to move the emotional energy through and beyond our bodies as a way to get a better sense of peace and calm so we can really ascertain if our feelings are telling us the truth in the moment. So resisting our emotional experience actually does increase the suffering. So let me say this again, because this is really, really, really important. When we resist our emotional experience by stuffing it, numbing it, overeating, over drinking, over shopping, over scrolling, um, when we repress it, we increase 
our suffering. So when we feel pain, emotional or physical, our natural instinct is to try to make it go away. This is suppression or denial or numbing, all parts of resistance. And because emotions are energy, without having an outlet to um, to diffuse or process the emotion, the energy is going to collect in the body. It's going to get stuck. And so the pain that we are trying to resist is actually increasing our suffering by having the emotional energy being persistently present in the body. We're actually keeping it around for longer than it needs to be. So processing our pain, our emotions, actually does the opposite by increasing our tolerance to pain, to emotional pain. So when we allow ourselves to experience the sensations of our emotions within our bodies, we are training our brain and nervous system, we're training our brain and body to increase its tolerance, making it gradually less scary and uncomfortable to experience uncomfortable or painful emotions. So when we don't purposely use a technique or strategy to process our emotions, many of us instead are just going to automatically go to resisting our feelings. And remember, emotions are energy and without having an outlet, they will collect in the body. So um, David Hawkins, who's a medical doctor, uh, he was the one who initially kind of gave us proof that emotions have measurable energy and can foster or um, impact cell life in our bodies. So uh, his book called Power Versus Force uh, really can show, um, so, so this gets a little weird, but it's called a person's log level. So the log level is the measurable energy in the magnetic field around us. Um, he showed that this increases as a person has more positive emotions. So his most interesting findings uh, were that cells actually died when the measurable energy level was below a certain amount. And this is where emotions like scorn and hate and despair and shame and regret, all those super, super heavy emotions, um, humiliation was one of them. Uh, they reside sort of at that level. So it's really important to regulate and manage our emotional state, not just for overall emotional well-being, and by the way, for everybody around us, um, but for our physical health, because this is really showing our emotions impact our cellular health. So those of you who are listening to this and working on finding freedom with your bodies, with food, this is really huge because many of us who store extra weight on our bodies, many of us who overeat or use food to try to deal with emotions, many of us who have difficulty managing our weight, um, we will use food to try to feel better instead of experiencing difficult emotions. Some of us over drink, over shop. Again, I talked about scrolling. Some of us will create extra drama in relationships. We will overparent, overwork, and, and the list just kind of goes on and on. So full emotional experiencing is the name of the game for a human's best life lived. We cannot select certain emotions to deny or numb to. When we do this, we automatically numb our ability to experience the other end of the spectrum. So things like happiness, joy, gratitude, meaning, purpose. So emotions are a full human experience, okay? And they come with both light and heavy experiences. And most of us 
obviously want to just experience those light emotions. But paradoxically, in order to experience more light emotions, you really have to get good at allowing the full spectrum of emotional experience. Part of being human is being able to experience that full range of emotion and experiencing that that sad and that hurt and grief and disappointment is why it feels so incredible to experience joy and happiness and belonging and love. You really cannot have one set of emotions without the other. Uh, my favorite psychologist, Carl Jung, wrote, even a happy life cannot be without a measure of darkness. Otherwise, the word happy would lose its meaning if it were not balanced by sadness. So this balance of our light and heavy emotions is what allows for our self-discovery, our resilience, and just that much more richer and meaningful and deeper life. Sorry, I have a little bit of a, a little bit of a cold. You can maybe hear it in my voice. Remember that it is only through what we call negative emotions or heavy emotions that we as humans receive opportunities for self-reflection, resilience, and growth. So embracing the entire spectrum of emotional experience is what cultivates emotional intelligence, empathy, a deeper understanding of ourselves and others. It really contributes to a more authentic and meaningful human experience. When we can truly embrace this phenomena, phenomena is when we can really begin to live in freedom and peace. So we can process our emotions in different ways using cognition, so using our brains, and also using somatic skills, which is using our bodies or our nervous system. So cognitively, one way to process an emotion is to name it or label it. Um, Mark Lieberman, he's the well-known neuroscientist, coined the concept affect labeling. His research showed that naming the emotions, just naming them, dampens the activity in the limbic system, meaning it takes the temperature down on the emotion just by naming the emotion. So when we simply name what we are feeling, um, like I said, the temperature will come down. Another little trick with this one is to say, um, I feel angry versus I am angry. When you say I am angry, then you are identifying as the emotion, but you are not your emotions. Emotions are just experiences that move through us. So there's always a separate separation between you and your feelings. You experience your feelings. You are not your feelings. So when you are naming your feelings, make sure to use the words I feel instead of I am. Even better is this is anger or anger is present. It just takes it one step back from us identifying with it. So I teach my clients to use a feelings list to start practicing to name their emotions. I teach this because the more nuanced you are in being able to name your emotions, the more effective the processing is. So if I ask you how you're feeling and you can only tell me sad, mad, okay, happy, this is an issue because there are hundreds of feelings we can potentially experience. And getting skilled at naming nuanced feelings is a game changer for managing and tolerating difficult emotions. When we get skilled, and it's a skill, it's, it's all about learning and practicing. When we get skilled at naming our emotions with nuanced language, we can find, um, well, we will find that our brains and our bodies really calm down. It depersonalizes the whole experience of the emotion and makes us feel more in control. And this all reminds us that we are experiencing an emotion 
but we are not caught up in it. We're not hooked by it and we are not defined by it. These are all wonderful things that bring a deeper sense of peace. Another cognitive practice with feelings is to stay away from telling yourself a story or a narrative about how you're feeling or how you feel about what you're feeling. Instead, just start to notice the sensations in the body. So body scan. You know, imagine that spotlight technique where the spotlights just kind of coming slowly down over the top of you. Everywhere that light hits, name the sensations in the body that you're feeling. So, you know, my head feels tight. Um, my jaw is clenched. My throat feels tight. My heartbeat is beating quick. Uh, my limbs are hot. My limbs are cold. So things like hot, cold, tired, energized, loose, tight, those are all sensation words. So naming sensations of the emotion as it manifests in the body is a way to process the emotion, to move it through the body. And then you can also get into the idea of getting curious about what this emotion is trying to signal to you. So hi everyone, guess what? I have a lovely discount code just for you, my listeners. The code is 10 off, that's one zero O-F-F, and it will get you 10% off any one of my online courses, which now include Mastering Mindful Eating, Overcome Binge Eating, Overeating, and Emotional Eating for Good. And I also have a course on When You Want to Stop the Weight Loss Medication, a comprehensive guide to weight maintenance and mastery. So if you've maybe lost some weight using a medication and you're now wanting to go off the medication but keep the weight off, this is the course for you. And any course you buy, you keep the course for a minimum of three years, maybe longer. It just depends on how many are purchased. Um, all courses are self-paced, and I promise you they are practical, meaning they don't just tell you what you need to do. You actually engage in the skills and strategies needed to make actual lasting behavior change. You learn how to do the what. Okay, all courses have multiple modules with multiple lessons. All include lots of examples, tips and tricks to make things simple and clear. And uh, you also get lots of downloadable resources, including the daily planning template that I use with my own clients, the exact protocol to use after a binge or an overeat has occurred to minimize its damage on your body and your mind. There are protein cheat sheets, uh, research-based journaling prompts, and the literal how-to checklists on the skill you are learning about. And with the weight maintenance course, you also have a movement module that will help you figure out how to make a movement plan that fits your particular lifestyle and level of fitness. And you also have a natural appetite regulation mod module. So whether if you have um, never tried an online course to change behavior, or if you have um, I just highly would recommend that you try one of these. I've put my heart and soul into both of them. They are all research-based, and now you can get 10% off. So again, that code is 10OFF. If you're ready to make changes that last, you can go to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. -E and from the main menu, click Courses, and it will get you to where you want to go. Or you can click on the links in the episode description below the show. And again, as soon as you're there, when you're ready for checkout, just enter the code 10OFF, 10 off. And just a reminder, I also have an ebook cookbook that is now available. It's called Protein Forward Easy Recipes. It includes all high protein recipes, including breakfast and sweet treats full of protein and lunches and dinner. Okay, so again, head to my website. It's probably the easiest thing to do, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. -E 
And from there, um, go to courses or the cookbook. And again, use code 10 off at checkout. My body sharing with me about what it needs. What truth might it be highlighting? Um, what action might be called for? What, what connection does it need? And maybe you come up with the signal is a need for rest or a hug or a change, or maybe it's care or validation or love. And so spending some time wondering how you might seek support if needed. And by the way, from other people, that's awesome, but not all of us have that all the time. So learning how to support yourself during times like that is really another great skill to practice and learn. Uh, so there's lots of other ways to process an emotion cognitively, but let's move on to somatic process processing. And this again is using the body um, the, and the nervous system. So the brain is involved here, um, but it's really thinking about more hitting it from a body standpoint. So somatic psychotherapy, uh, that, that is a practice that is it's used more and more um, these days. And we now really have proven research and understanding that as humans, like I was saying in the beginning, we do store memories, experience, and emotions on a cellular level. Um, again, uh, the body keeps the store, <laughs> the body keeps the score um, by Bessel A. Vandercook, if you're interested. I actually, I do have a link to this book on my website under the journal tab. Um, and then under the journal tab, there's another tab called Things I Like. And that, that book, you, you can click to it from under Things I Like tab. Um, and really what we've learned is that ultimately and conclusively, um, basically this is not all in your head, right? Rather, our bodies definitely hold the data as well. So, you know, many of us will talk about expressing body anxiety. If you deal with anxiety at all, you'll understand this, like body anxiety. So even though I might not be having anxious thoughts, um, you know, I'm going to be feeling unsafe in my own skin or kind of crawling out of my own skin. Um, usually certain can be certain occasions that sort of trigger that or times of the year or certain environments, even if there's no apparent reason. So our bodies are often reminded of something, even when our mind is not, and our body will send an alert, pause, or even a danger signal. So Initially, somatic therapies were, were really created to help trauma survivors um, finally experience relief from their trauma symptoms like flashbacks, sleep difficulties, um, dysregulated eating patterns, and chaotic relationship and lifestyles. However, um, in the past few years, we've found that somatic therapy can be effective for anyone struggling with all kinds of stressors and being able to find relief. So areas like relationship, intimacy, and sex, those, those seeking feelings of security, wanting to feel trust for over or underachievers, parenting skills, managing anxiety, working through depression, and many other um, emotional difficulties. I see a lot of clients doing all the right things, but not finding relief. And this, I often happens when we've been emphasizing therapy that's very brain-based, very cognitive, but, but often things, like I said, are not always just in our head and it's not always related to anxious, depressive, or nervous thoughts. So in some instances, the, the brain and body have been really wired together based on experiences, um, really leaving the body kind of in this deeply rooted belief system that's that's not accessible by all the cognitive approaches. And 
you know, this gets into negative core beliefs and, and that the body may hold things like I am bad or I'm not enough or I won't heal or I'm alone. And so somatic approaches are used to engage that relationship between the mind and body, the, the brain and behavior. And somatic interventions can help really calm the nervous system and create more ease uh, in order for the healing process to take place. So Part of processing emotions through somatic experience is using body awareness. And this is really, um, in my book, a prerequisite to creating change on that cellular level. And this begins by really identifying areas of tension and areas of constriction, as well as identifying thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that um, can bring about a sense of calm and safety. So by focusing on and really amplifying the sensations in our bodies, we can begin to deepen our healing experience and allow for change that we can really like embody, you know, that we can feel in our skin, not, not just think about, but that we can embody and, and feel. So breath work uh, is one of the first ones I often teach clients, um, and, and I've talked about it a lot in this podcast. There are different breathing protocols uh, for different outcomes. I, I typically am teaching breath pro protocols that help people engage their uh their parasympathetic, getting that mixed up, their parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest system, because often people are in that sympathetic state, that nervous, that anxious, um, that really high strung, high stress. And so I'm often teaching them breath protocols to do the opposite, to switch them into their parasympath parasympathetic nervous uh, system. Um, some other interesting somatic approaches are things like posture exercises. So because our bodies hold tension in different ways, we know that holding our body in different ways is going to send signals to the brain on how we're feeling and therefore create different emotions in our body. So it's like this, this feedback loop, right? So if I'm, if I'm in posture like this, where I'm scrunched up and tense, tense, there may be nothing really going on. I'm just kind of working and I'm sitting here like this, but my brain is receiving the signal that I'm anxious, that something, you know, is wrong. And so then it populates anxious uh, thoughts, anxious uh, reactions in my nervous system. So it, it becomes that negative feedback loop. So learning to shift our posture can actually help us process our emotions through our body. Uh, grounding is another way to process emotions through the body. Uh, that's about our ability to sort of experience full emotional experience as connected and embodied. So grounding tools can help to calm and regulate our nervous system, helps us to self-soothe, to settle and process the heavy emotions. Uh, these tools, a few of them are things like using your five senses. So um, I like the five, four, three, two, one method. This is where you list five things you see, four things you hear, three things you smell, uh, two things two things you can taste and one thing you can touch. I always forget the five senses. Um, one thing you can touch. And then another one you can do is just focusing on the breath, just really trying to keep the attention on the breath. Uh, and then one that's just super practical, you can literally go outside and just get your bare feet on the ground. That will often create a, a sense of grounding, literally, um, but also emotionally. Uh, movement is another way to somatically process our emotions through our body and move up. movement helps us tap into our innate ability to really heal the stories that our bodies hold. And this can be gentle rocking. This can be some forms of yoga, shaking, uh, stretching, walking. 
really any movement um, of the physical body while experiencing a strong emotional state. Um, Okay, so we have discussed how we can intervene to process our emotions. We can use our mind, cognitions, and how we choose to think through or verbalize our emotions and body sensations. Basically, this aligns the mind and the body together, which reduces tension in the body, which we are always looking for to reduce that tension in the body, because that gives us a lot more ability to emotionally regulate. By the way, when we're emotionally regulated, it makes it a lot easier to engage in breaking behavioral habits that we're trying to break or engage in new behavioral habits that we're trying to take on. Um, we can also use our bodies to process emotion. Uh, this would be by util utilizing breath work, uh, grounding techniques, the posture exercises, things like that. Ultimately, ultimately, the best practice is to combine the brain mind um, the cognition techniques with the somatic techniques and really find a protocol through all that that works best for you and then get to practicing that protocol every day, multiple times a day. Remember, processing your emotions is a skill and skills can be learned, practiced, and eventually mastered. So learning to habitually process your emotions leads to emotion regulation better, healthier relationships with others, a better, healthier relationship with yourself, all of which lead to a more meaningful and fulfilled life. All right, we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And there you will find links to my online courses, how I work with clients one-on-one -on -one, as well as online with my coaching and counseling services that I offer. Mm -hmm.